0: Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me today is Coach Ty Rogers, one of our analysts over at Pigskin Nut and a lifelong Cowboy fan, and we are the Big D Beatdown, and we are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football news and podcasts. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show, as well as tackle some of the more the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all-time greats on our show, Wide Right, and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams, such as the Giants, Eagles, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Steelers, and of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Also, college football fans, be sure and check out our newest show, College Football Central, where I join host Josh Davis to talk anything and everything college football. Make Pigskin Nut your ultimate source for football news and podcasts. If you want quality football analysis with independent opinions from people who know and understand the game, head on over to pigskinnut.com. Pigskin Nut for those crazy about football. All right, today on the Big D beatdown, we're going to be talking about this Cowboys Vikings matchup. Uh, And it's already got some intrigue, um, you know, uh, midway through the week. And, you know, let's talk about that, Coach Ty. Um, Andy Thielen is out. We already know that from Minnesota. Um, They've ruled him out. On the other hand, Amari Cooper, you know, went an MRI on Wednesday, you know, underwent an MRI. And,. And even though the Cowboys sound optimistic about it and say that it was precautionary and they think that, uh, he'll be able to practice on Friday, you know, there's really, you know, there's no guarantee with Amari Cooper, you know, so let's talk about this coach, Ty, you've got two offenses that are similarly built with balance and it looks like there's a chance both of them could go into this, you know, um, without their star receiver, Who do you think needs more more to their team, Amari Cooper to the Cowboys or Andy Thielen to the Vikings?
1: Well, you know, this is a tough one because I really do believe Amari Cooper is a very integral part of Dallas' success. Um, And last year, if you would ask me this question, there's no doubt Amari Cooper would have been the answer. But this year, Adam Thielen, I think, is the answer to this question because the Vikings don't have the dominant run presence that the Dallas Cowboys have, and... The Vikings don't have the complement of receivers and tight ends and other people like the Cowboys have now uh, to make the offensive uh, production that Andy Thielen uh, is going to, you know, not be able to provide Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, to to make up for it. So uh, even though I think Amari Cooper is a bigger play and probably is going to account for more touchdowns, in a given contest uh, or even a given season that, that Adam Thielen will, I don't know that they can produce, that they can replace his production. Um, and so when you look at the Vikings' offense, I mean, it's one of the best in the league. You know, Kirk Cousins is the third-rated uh, passer in the NFL, uh, but a lot of it is, you know, when we're talking about third and six, third and five, Adam Thielen's his target and that's a, that's a tough thing for him to have taken away. Kirk Cousins is not Dak Prescott, um, and I say that not in the sense that you know Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. He is a pretty good quarterback, uh, one of the better ones we've seen this year, but um, he does not have the ability to make plays on his own with his legs uh, and do some things that Dak Prescott can do in those situations to give himself a little bit extra time and, and find a receiver down the field or scramble and get out of bounds and make the first down. Um, Adam thielen has been his guy to make that happen on third down uh, and in crucial situations. Um, and that's going to be something he's going to miss a lot uh, in, you know, on Sunday. And if he's you know, injured long-term, uh, I think that that really cuts into the Vikings' productivity. So even though Mark Cooper is definitely uh, the explosive key to the Dallas Cowboys offense as far as putting up big numbers and the things that they've done over here since he you know, came in the trade, Adam Thielen is more important right now to the Vikings as far as overall production, and he's really going to be missed on Sunday, and that's an advantage for the Cowboys.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and I I wanna say this too, because you know, you obviously we say the Vikings aren't necessarily the same dominant run offense that the Cowboys are. You know, I, dalvin Cook is is leading the league in rushing and they're the third best running team in football. But guys, you know, what what I agree with on Coach Ty with that point is the fact that the Vikings are a little bit more big play oriented with their running game. This is not a team that runs the football to throw it. You know they they they're still a team that you know that incorporates the pass a little bit more than they do the run and tries you know and and Dalvin Cook sometimes you know. He has success because of the space created by the the you know, the passing game with guys that are committed to stopping the Andy Thelans and Stephon Diggs, you know, as opposed to, you know, you know, a guy that just hammers it nonstop against eight man boxes the way Zeke Elliott and Dallas Cowboys have. You know, but make no mistake about it. Both these offenses are are balanced and 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 and, and I mean heck, the numbers say so, you know. I think if I'm not mistaken, the um the vikings are are ninth i believe uh beg your pardon 16th throwing the football and third running the football in the nfl you know they 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 put up very similar numbers but whereas the cowboys are a run first team i think the vikings you know their run depends on the success of their passing game whereas with the cowboys our passing game kind of you know depends on the success of our run um now you you got to a good point you know um that, you know, Andy Thielen means so much to Kirk Cousins because on third downs, you know, th- yes, they've got Irv Smith Jr., uh, a very talented rookie tied in. They've got Kyle Rudolph, who hasn't been involved as much in the passing offense this year. Um, they do have another rookie in Johnson, receiver, a receiver that th- that they really like. Laquan Treadwell ends up coming back after he was cut out of training camp. You know, but but the truth is, I mean, Andy Thielen is, is – is not just their Amari Cooper, he's also their Jason Witten. I mean, he's the guy that that on third downs they absolutely go to. And, you know, let's not forget that yes, Dak Prescott at the end of the day, when guys aren't open, he still has the ability to make plays happen with his feet. Where Kirk Cousins, that's certainly not something you would expect from him. Um, you know, does that give the Cowboys, uh, you know, the slight advantage? The fact that Dak Prescott's skill set is a little bit more uh, got a little bit more of a wide range variety than a, a Kirk Cousins, knowing that hey, both these teams may be missing their number one uh, target.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely gives the Cowboys the advantage. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott can make things happen on third and medium and third and long that is going to sustain drives. And like you said, both offenses are similar style-wise. They're going to – they are best when they sustain long drives and they get big plays. uh, With the Cowboys, it's more a run game uh, as far as, you know, making the plays and then getting big plays in the pass, uh, where Minnesota, like you said, is going to throw the ball, spread you out, and then get a big play in the run game. Um, So that being the case, Dak Prescott – having the ability to get plays with his legs and sustained drives, eating that clock up, giving the Cowboys the ability to punish the, the Minnesota defense and keeping that passing offense off the field, which is important when you're playing a team like Minnesota, you don't want them to have the ball uh, that much because they are a quick strike team and can hit you over, you know, uh, hit you deep with, with, with big plays. Uh, and, you know, Stefan Diggs is, is, one of the best in the league at that. Uh, so, it, that definitely is an advantage it, it allows the cowboys to keep the football it allows them to grind the clock out and in this game that's what they want to do
0: absolutely sir you know i um i you know I, I think that you know obviously we know what this team was like without amari cooper last year you know 3 and 5 um you know the the sky was falling at times you know uh um but but you know i mean we we've had players step up you know, uh, Michael Gallup for one. Now, obviously, we haven't necessarily seen him as much. You know, uh, be quite the target he was before he suffered the injury that kept him out a few weeks. But, but this would be a good week for Michael Gallup to to get back to it. And we know what Stephon Diggs can do. But you know, um, it, it's it's really going to come down to you know which of these quarterbacks steps up their game more without their star receiver. And once again, we're not hundred percent sure Amari Cooper is out, but you know, you kinda have to uh, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best in this situation. And, you know, that means, you know, preparing to have to play a very, very good football team without your best receiver and Amari Cooper. Um and, and and talk to me about this, Coach Ty, because we've got one team now sitting at five and three in your Dallas Cowboys, um, ahead of the NFC East. We've got another team, 6-3, and in the Minnesota Vikings, who still have yet to have their bye week. But, you know, they're finding themselves in a much more competitive division than many thought. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are playing very good football, you know. Um, Obviously, Chicago, who many had being the favorite in that division, has been a little bit of a disappointment. But the talent is on that team to get things turned around. You know, the, uh, the Detroit Lions have not been easy for anybody this year, you know, whereas the Cowboys division is a two-team race now. I mean, Philadelphia and Dallas, with the Cowboys dismantling New York the way we did to keep them at two wins, I mean, uh, New York and Washington are all but written off. I mean, I'm not saying the New York Giants can't continue to win football games, uh, but, but, I mean, th- th- their, you know, their chances in the NFC East are all but gone. So we're kind of more in a two-horse race over here in our division. You know, who does this win meet more to knowing that, hey, yes, the Cowboys, only one team's probably going to make it to the playoffs for, um, from this division unless we just see Dallas and Philadelphia both go on huge runs. You know, we're competing for one playoff spot in our division, whereas the NFC North is putting themselves in position to possibly have two you know, based on uh, some of the the top-end talent in theirs. You know, who does this mean more to?
1: You know, it's that's a tough question. And, and, you know, it would be easy to say, well, Minnesota, because they're in a more competitive division. Um, I think that would be the answer that a lot of people would give just looking at numbers and looking at, uh, like you said, the, the, the positioning of each team uh, in their division. Um, but, like you said, what is this all about? The regular season is about qualifying for the playoffs. And Minnesota can lose this game conceivably and can go on to be a wild card team. Dallas is not going to win the wild card. It's, it, it would be, like I said, not only would Dallas or Philadelphia have to make a run to, if they did not win the division to get the wild card. The teams around them, that are ahead of them, which includes Minnesota, which includes Green Bay, which includes um, you know, depending on which one wins the division, uh, which possibly includes Chicago, which uh, definitely includes Seattle or San Francisco coming out of that division, most of them would have to tank. It would have to be a tremendous uh, change in the standings for uh, the number two team in the NFC East to, to even sniff that number six, six position for the wild card. So even though it's a more competitive division the Vikings are, are you know, in, the Dallas Cowboys got to win this game. Just bottom line, that one game lead in the division is something that the Cowboys definitely need to be looking at holding on to as long as they can because they play Philadelphia at the end of the year. And you don't want to go into that game, even though I feel confident that the Cowboys can beat the Eagles again, you never want to go into that game in a situation where if you lose that game, you lose the division. That's that's not a game because you're in Philadelphia in the last game of the year. It's going to be cold. Always you're down 10 points, it seems like, when you go to play Philadelphia because you know, in the first part of the game because you're going to get some bad calls. And you know, who knows what happens between now and then injury-wise. So the more distance that Dallas can put between themselves and Philadelphia for that Eastern Division title, the better off Dallas is. And when you look at the next few games the Dallas Cowboys are going to play, you might say that this one's the most winnable because this is a home the the uh the Vikings have given up 30 plus points on the road in the last 6 games they played in and the Cowboys have won 10 out of 12 at home this is the best setup for the Cowboys to to win of the next few weeks uh when it comes to statistics so i think this is a more important game for the Cowboys than it is for the Vikings
0: yeah you know i'm 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 splitting hairs on this one man i think minnesota is feeling the pressure just as much as dallas and you know this is why i say it Is because Minnesota knows what it means for a team like Green Bay to have the, uh, to have, you know, a home field advantage in a playoff game. And if the Green Bay Packers, you know, win that division, there's a strong chance they're going to be one of the top two teams in the NFC. I mean, I think right now, you know, um, We're getting ready to see the NFC West kind of beat up on each other a little bit. San Francisco's, uh, you know, uh, I know they've played the Rams once, but they're going to start playing some more competitive teams, you know, on their schedule. They got Seattle this week, um, you know, and I think we're going to see that trio over there between the Rams, uh, Seahawks, and, and 49ers beat up on each other. And I think it's going to come down to New Orleans and whoever's in the north. And when you think about it, it's New Orleans in the home field advantage they've got in that dome and Green Bay in the home field advantage that they've got outdoors in the north. I mean, those are two really, really big home field advantages. You know, I know Minnesota's in a dome and they make a lot of noise. Same as, you know, the Cowboys do. But, you know, that's not quite the same as what it is in New Orleans. And, yes, San Francisco and and the Rams, you know, and Seahawks, they've all got, you know, nice home field advantages. Maybe Seahawks are, you know, are the top of that list when it comes to home field advantage. But, you know, the L.A. Rams – I mean, let's be honest, the Cowboys go there and we usually, you know, it's a 50-50 split uh, in Los Angeles with, with Cowboy fans and Rams fans. And San Francisco, you know, not necessarily an overwhelmingly big home field advantage either. So, you know, if I'm Minnesota and I'm looking at it, I'm not just thinking, man, we need to win this division to give ourselves a playoff chance. We need to be winning this division in order to make sure we don't have to go play outdoors You know, against the Packers, a team that's used to it, a team that's accustomed to it with a quarterback that knows how to win, you know, in in, in, at Lambeau Field in in January and in December. You know, I I, I think that that's really in the back of their mind, too. We can't just make the playoffs. We got to make sure that a Green Bay or any team that plays has to come through Minnesota as opposed to, you know, us having to go to them. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk about this Dallas Cowboys offense taking on one of the best defenses in the league right now in Minnesota's defense. Uh, We'll get to all that when we get back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined, as always, by Coach Ty Rogers. And we are talking the Dallas Cowboys versus the Minnesota Vikings and that matchup coming up this weekend. Big (laughs) NFC matchup uh, with playoff implications, with divisional uh, implications in each one of these two divisions and uh and we're gonna focus on the dallas cowboys offense taking on a minnesota vikings defense that is ninth in the league at stopping the run and eighth in the league at stopping the pass they are uh, sixth in the league with 28 sacks um i mean let's let's be honest you know uh Th- th- this offensive line, this is probably going to be the biggest test we've seen from them in quite a while. Probably a bigger test than Philadelphia was when we thought that Philadelphia might give us some issues. This might be more uh, up to par with what New Orleans did against us in the fact that that Danielle Hunter and... Uh, and uh, Everson Griffin, who, my goodness, has uh, he should absolutely be in the running for comeback player of the year. I know we hear a lot about Travis Frederick in that voting. But Everson Griffin, you know, with some of the the mental issues he was having problems with that caused him to have to step away from the team next last year, that caused him to, uh, to basically, you know, restructure his contract and, and play on a, a prove-it deal, you know, this year. I mean, he has showed up focused – ready to play. He's a captain on that team always has been and you know he he is being accountable to his teammates and his team and he is having a heck of a season. You know, Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, you know, you guys uh, th- this is easily going to be their biggest test of the year. Talk about that offensive line and just how hey, we lean on them so often and it's probably we're, we're probably not going to lean on them any more than we are this week.
1: Yeah, they they really do have to establish the line of scrimmage um, against Minnesota, and that's been tough for most teams that, that Minnesota's played this year. Um, and ultimately, you know, when we talk about that offense on the other side with the Vikings. Like I said in the previous session, the idea is to keep the ball out of their hands because they are quick strike offense they can throw the ball over your head. So if the Cowboys want to be successful – that offensive line has got to be able to move people and give Zeke Elliott the opportunity to hit things downhill and to punish those secondary players that the Vikings have. Uh, the Vikings up front are pretty good. Their secondary is not so much. Um, and the biggest thing I look at when I see their secondary, secondary has got a bunch of light guys in it. Uh, they're not the um, Chris Richard-type built um, defense when it comes to, you know, taller, stronger safeties and 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 uh, corners, uh, they're cover guys. They're, they're more mobile guys, and Zeke Elliott can really punish guys like that if he's given the opportunity to play into the second and third level before he's hit. Now that's going to be tough because, like you said, they are probably the best defensive line that the Cowboys have played since they played New Orleans. Um, so the Cowboys have to establish the run early. I think the Cowboys are going to have to use you know their formations to get those guys out of position, get those linebackers out of position. So, that if the Cowboys do move that front four, then Zeke Elliott is really hitting it downhill and getting big chunks of yardage in the run game. Uh, Because, you know, when it's third and two and fourth and one, uh, you know, I I think the Cowboys' offensive line is as good as any. uh, But it's pretty difficult to take those four guys that the, the Vikings have and just stuff them backwards for a yard when they're, you know, just locked in on stopping the run. So, you've got to move them around a little bit. You've got to get the RPAO game going. You've got to get Dak Prescott running a little bit of option and and making those guys suck into something uh, so that that offensive line doesn't have to block everybody all the time. Uh, so those are the things that have to be done in the run game to really get Dallas in position to score touchdowns and to make the Vikings have to play beyond their front four. Um, if they can do that, then you know, you've seen teams that Minnesota has played have success against them doing those things uh even the giants you know uh, up there in new york when minnesota went and played them uh they had the ability to kind of you know spread them out and move them around uh and, and had good success on offense uh the cowboys should be better equipped to do that than new york obviously uh but most importantly the the time of possession in this game is going to be crucial and the cowboys need to hold the ball as long as they can and be productive scoring points uh, so that the Vikings can't throw it over their heads and, and, you know, be in a position at the end of the game to throw something deep to uh, one of those receivers and, and end up in the end zone and win the game.
0: Yes, sir. I'm, I, you know, here's my big thing. Connor Williams and Travis Frederick, this is going to be a big, big week for the two of you because Litval Joseph and, and Shamar Steven, these guys are two very underrated interior players. I mean all the all the the credit goes to the Danielle Hunters and the uh the the Everson Griffins, although like I say, he had a, a down year last year with a little bit of you know a little bit of personal problems, but but I mean these two they are make it tough. There is a reason that Kendricks, their linebacker, is is near the top of the NFL in tackles, and it's cause those two make it so. I mean, those two are not easy to move. They they let their linebackers run free, and, and the Cowboys, Connor Williams and, and Travis Frederick, and, and Zach Martin too, obviously, these three are really going to have to have a heck of a game up front. They're going to have to get movement. They're going to have to position themselves well. They are going to have to reestablish the line of scrimmage on Minnesota's side in order to really get that Cowboys running game going because that's what's happened the last two weeks in which Zeke Elliott has gone off, you know, against Philadelphia and and New York. And I say the last two weeks, technically the last two games because we had the bye week in between. But that is really going to be important is is reestablishing that line of scrimmage. Everson Griffin is, you know... I, I think he was Demarcus Lawrence before Demarcus Lawrence was Demarcus Lawrence. He was one of the most complete defensive ends in this league. He plays the run. He plays the pass. Um, you know this. I mean, this is going to be a tough matchup for this group up front. However, not one that's impossible. Uh, the 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 key for me. Is keeping Harrison Smith guessing because if Harrison Smith is consistently up in the box committing to stopping Zeke Elliott, it's going to make it hard on these Cowboys to run the football. And if he is consistently having to play back in coverage and help what is a so-so group of corners. You know, I, I, I mean, I let let me say this, Xavier Woods, McKenzie Alexander, Mike Hughes, Trey Waynes, these guys were all high draft picks. All of them were. But very few of them have lived up to to their draft value. I mean, Trey Waynes has been a disappointment at times. Xavier Rhodes has gotten threats, you know, from the GM and the coaching staff that, hey, bud, you better play up to what we're paying you. Otherwise, you you, you could be on your way out. Uh, you, you, you know, Mike Hughes right now is doing more on special teams than he is the defense. He was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and, and Mackenzie Alexander, obviously, is doing his thing in the nickel. I think he's he's been a solid player. But But overall, you know, when you've got Harrison Smith able to roam – able to help guys you know when he when he plays that that style of position you know he can really create turnovers he can make things difficult on Dak because he disguises things so well he's such a smart football player and uh and i have to be honest you know he is the key for their defense against this cowboys team so if we can establish the run and then we can use those rpos and play actions and we can keep him off balance we can keep him from getting to play the uh you know the predator role as opposed to being more the prey you know the one that hey bud we're waiting on you to make a decision you're gonna step up and play the run we'll pull it and we'll throw it you're gonna drop back we'll hand it to him and you get to tackle Zeke Elliott with a full head of steam you know that's gonna be a big big part of this team um you know and and I'll I'll say this much um you know Amari Cooper this is a game you'd love to have him because like I said you know this is a team that the cornerback position is not the strongest that is that is kind of their weak spot but man, you know, being able to have a, a Cooper and Gallup both and being able to take advantage of the matchups that you get and even a Randall Cobb and even a Tavon Austin to be able to dictate matchups in this game could be huge. But we got to have Amari Cooper and we've got to have a a healthy version of him. I mean, I know he's not going to be 100%, but we need a guy that that can, you know, that can still get himself open with that extraordinary ability to run routes. Uh, you know, once again, you know, talk about how important it's going to be, you know, to, to not only have Amari Cooper out on that field, but to be able to exploit those corners, uh, you know, and their weaknesses. What do you think, Coach Dye? I
1: mean, his bottom line is this. If the Cowboys are going to win this game, they're going to do it by establishing the run, like you said, and making Minnesota have to pull, commit an extra guy out of the box. And that's going to leave those corners, which are both struggling, Minnesota's past defense struggles, Minnesota, on the road in a primetime game, uh, they have one of the worst records in the NFL over the last three years. And a lot of that is because uh, they have a hard time defending the big play uh, because their secondary is just not that good, bottom line. They are the weakest part of this defense, and the Cowboys need to be able to exploit them with speed uh, at the wide receiver positions, which means Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper are the best recipe to make that happen. Now, if he's out, then you've got to do a couple more things. You've got to utilize Savon Austin more. You've got to get Randall Cobb going and spread that defense out and make them out to play the middle of the field with those uh, corners and the safeties. And you've got to get a bigger game out of Blake Jarwin than you've had recently. He's done some nice things, and the touchdown against New York was awesome. But you really need to exploit him as a matchup against those safeties. I don't think anybody that plays for the Minnesota Vikings in the secondary can cover him one on one. He needs to catch six balls for 120 yards um, if Amari Cooper's out. Because I think he is the best matchup against them physically. Because again, they're not big guys. Uh, but yeah, Amari Cooper being able to spread the field out and make the Vikings have to play one-on-one coverage with guys who are subpar at the corner positions is definitely the best recipe. So if we can get him healthy enough to at least do that and give the Cowboys an early lead and get the Cowboys out in front because the Vikings play way different when they're behind than they do when they're in front. Kirk Cousins has a uh, a tendency when he's behind, just he had the same tendency in Washington, to press the ball and throw interceptions and the Minnesota defense uh, also has a tendency to gamble a little bit under Mike Zimmer when uh, they get behind, and they tend to get them burned on big plays because that secondary just can't hold up. So, uh, if he, you know, he may not make the whole game, but it'd be nice to have him early and, and for him to make some big plays along with Michael Gallup uh, so that the Cowboys can play from in front and then use Zeke Kelly in that offensive line just to grind the game out.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll reiterate it one more time. My, my big challenge is this week, you know, interior of our offensive line, Connor Williams, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. We need you guys to win and win often against uh, Shamar Stevens and Linval Joseph. My Another matchup, you know, Dak Prescott versus Harrison Smith. You know, Dak, if you can keep him off balance, if you can keep him from playing the predator role that that he likes to play, where they disguise things with him, where they move him all over the formation, because we are having success both on the run and pass, then you know what? That makes them a completely different defense. And I'm going to throw out one more challenge, Coach Ty. This is the, uh, you know, and I'll say this much. Cam Jordan is an outstanding talent, and I thought Lyle Collins played pretty damn well against him. Lyle Collins, let me tell you something right now, buddy. You go out and you have a hell of a game in this one against mostly Everson Griffin, but you're going to see Danielle Hunter too. They swap them sometimes. These guys don't just stay on their side of the football field. They'll swap them, you know, at times. You go out and you have yourself a hell of a football game in this one. And I tell you what. I'd I, I, I put my my word on it today. Lyle Collins ends up being an all pro right tackle this year when it's sudden done. When you look at the matchups he's already faced with Cam Jordan and a few of these other guys, You tell me that he goes out there and he handles himself against Everson Griffin and Danielle Hunter. I'm telling you right now that's going to speak, you know, tremendously to 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 you know, coaches and players all over the NFL. I'll bet you Lyle Collins. He goes out and he wins this week. He has a hell of a game this week. He ends up being on that all-pro football team, and we're only midway through the season. That's, that's what kind of week I think it is for Lyle Collins coming off a first eight games of the season in which he's been one of the best offensive linemen in football. We are going to go ahead and take a break now. When we come back, we're going to swap things over. We're going to talk about this Dallas Cowboys defense, which is on the up and up. They've been having some very good success against the Eagles, against the New York Giants. We've been getting turnovers. We've been getting pressure. We'll talk about that when we get back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined, as always, by Coach Ty Rogers. Ken Cunningham couldn't make it today, but we are hoping to get the whole The whole crew together this weekend to talk about, hopefully, a Cowboys victory over these Minnesota Vikings. Uh, But right now, we're going to focus in on that Dallas Cowboys defense against this Minnesota Vikings offense. And here's what I do want to say, Coach Ty, to kick this thing off. The Minnesota Vikings have a damn good running back in Dalvin Cook. This guy's got big playability. He, uh, you know, my my NFL comp for him coming out of Florida State was Jamar Charles, and I don't think I I, I missed on that at all. He is a big play threat at the running back position. Uh, Yes, there are injury concerns with him, but when this guy gets going full speed north and south, he is one of the most difficult running backs in the league to deal with. You know, everybody wants to throw Christian McCaffrey's name in the MVP voting right now, which deservedly so but Dalvin cook is leading this league, you know, or, or is I'm, you know, McCaffrey may have caught him after this last week. I have to go back and check my stats, but the bottom line is Dalvin cook is every bit in that conversation as well. In the screen game, he is a big play threat in the run game. He is a a big play threat. Yes. They don't have Andy Thielen. They do have Stephon Diggs. They do have that young receiver Johnson that they think they've struck gold on as an, uh, as a, either a late round pick or an undrafted rookie. I have to go back and look at that. Um, you know, Laquan Treadwell still can make place for this team when he's catching the football. Kyle Rudolph is a, a wily old vet, and and Irv Smith Junior.'s a, a you know a mismatch problem at tight end. This group has got weapons, just like the Dallas Cowboys do. What they do not have is an offensive line like the Dallas Cowboys, and that's what I want to talk to you about, Coach Ty. Talk about we we saw this defensive line step up big and I know the New York Giants have their issues and that offensive line has their issues but we saw five sacks we saw Michael Bennett Demarcus Lawrence not making plays in the backfield we saw a defensive line that looked like they were playing with confidence and they were attacking a vulnerable opponent we're gonna see a little bit of that. This Minnesota Vikings offensive line, yes, they got better since last year, but they're still having some issues. You know, um, let's talk about just how important a matchup that is for the Cowboys in the trenches.
1: Yeah, it's an incredibly important matchup because like you said, you don't want Dalvin Cook being able to hit big plays against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, especially you know, second and, and mid-yardage third and short yardage, you know, some type of sprint draw or that type of thing uh, where he can go the distance. He, he's, you know, he, I see him a lot like Saquon Barkley in the fact that his acceleration is the biggest weapon they've got. When he gets through the last scrimmage, he can turn the jets on, he can leave everybody. The best way for that not to happen is for him not to get started. And what we saw with the way the Cowboys defensive line played last week is what we need to continue to see uh, against Minnesota. And that is that the offensive line of the New York Giants got pushed back in the backfield on almost every run play uh, you know, from scrimmage. And Saquon Barkley had to dance his way out just to get a few yards. You're not going to get everything against a, a good running back, um, and Dalvin Cook is a good running back, but you do need to make him work just to get his shoulders downhill. And that can cause a tremendous uh, advantage for the Dallas Cowboys defense because b- behind those guys, behind the defensive line, you've got two guys who can make things happen as far as making tackles and shooting gaps uh, and, and meeting Dalvin Cook in the hole. Um, you know, Jalen Smith obviously can do that. If Leighton Vanderish is healthy, he can, but if not, you saw what Sean Lee did last week. Uh, so that gives a great advantage to the defense because the Dallas Cowboys defense is best when, A, they get third-and-long situations or third-and-mediums too long, and they can stunt and, and they can slant against uh, the, the pass protection of the Minnesota Vikings, which, by the way, the, you know, the biggest thing that has been a weakness for the Vikings uh, when it comes to offense is that Kirk Cousins has been pressured on third down as much as any quarterback in the league. Uh, so you want to get you know, Tank Lawrence and Michael Bennett and Robert Quinn uh, going on third down and, and make Kirk Cousins have to move, have to come off his spot. He's a much less effective quarterback when that happens. And if that takes place, then the Cowboys' defense is going to be able to hold down the Vikings on offense, get that ball back to the Cowboys' offense, and allow Zeke Elliott and those guys to just grind the clock out. Um, and ultimately, that's the best recipe for success against Minnesota. Um, but it starts with that defensive line. They've really got to press – uh, you know, getting penetration on each run play and making Dalvin Cook not be able to get going you know, downhill.
0: Yeah, this would be a huge week to be able to get Leighton Vanderesch back and, and going again. However, if not, we need Sean Lee to step up the way he did last week, you know, um, uh, because, yeah, you're right. This defensive line is going to, they're, they're going to give these linebackers an opportunity to flow free, I believe. I really do think that, um, You know, boy, we sure could use a big week from Antoine Woods and and Malik Collins up the middle because I I, I love their center Garrett Bradbury. But I'll say this to you, coach. Um, We talk about the Cowboys being a a zone heavy team, although I think the Cowboys do a good job of trying to stay balanced. They still have their fair share of power, you know, gap, uh, uh, you know, plays as well. Minnesota's even a little bit more ga- uh, uh, um, zone heavy than we are, though. You know, they've got a center that's got an incredible ability to move. You know, their right tackle, uh, you know, a, a lot of their offensive linemen are, are based more on movement and are slightly undersized because of it. Garrett Bradbury is slightly undersized. You know, he was one of my favorite uh, draft prospects in this last year's uh, draft, but you knew getting him that, hey, if, if he's your guy, you're going to have to run a lot of zone heavy stuff. This is not going to be a guy that helps drive, you know, that, that helps those double team blocks and then gets to a linebacker or vice versa, where he's the one holding on to the double team while the guard is releasing up. Th- that's not something that that he's necessarily going to be great at. This is a great technician. This is a great athlete. Got a tremendous feat. But let me tell you right now, if Antoine Woods or Malik Collins hit this guy in the mouth and try and drive him backwards, you know, it, it, he'll go backwards. You know, and, and and so, you know, that's what they want to do, though. They want they want Bradbury to be able to sustain at the line and use that quick footwork to rotate around and seal a guy in. You know, that's what they want You know him to be able to do and give those running backs, you know, the running lanes, give Dalvin Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook, in this system, he has become very much a one-cut back where, you know, he waits for that running lane to expose itself. He sticks that back foot in the ground, and he gets going north and south. Guys, once again, very Jamal Charles-like. You know, um, but he, here's another thing I want to point out too, Coach Ty. You know what? The Dallas Cowboys have played some damn good running backs this year. Alvin Kamara once, Saquon Barkley twice, although I don't know how healthy he was the second time around. And for the most part, we have done a very, very good job of uh, shutting them down. You know, Dalvin Cook is a, you know, he he's another darn good back. And yes, he can be just as effective in the screen game in the pass game as he can in in the run. You know, talk about how, hey guys, we've had a knack for stepping up against big time running backs that has got to continue this week. And you know what? It may have to continue. I don't know, you know, if Jeff Heath is going to be able to go or not. It may have to continue. With a pair of safeties that albeit are are, you know, have both played well at times this year, but don't exactly have the same physical imposing ability of a Jeff Heath, because when he comes downhill and he lowers his shoulder on somebody, he's a lot like a linebacker. Talk about how this is gonna have to be a focused effort from, you know, from basically your front eight. And oh, by the way, DBs, y'all are gonna have to get involved too and tackle. Talk about how important that's gonna be, you know, and we've done it before.
1: Uh, yeah, they do. The second level guys have got to do a great job of, of being sure tacklers because Dalvin Cook, like I said, you miss a tackle with him, he's going to the house. Uh, so they have to do a good job uh, of taking good angles and, and and putting him in a situation where he's got to run through people. Uh, the Cowboys secondary has to do two things this week, particularly if Jeff Heath is out. They have to do a good job with their match man concepts and, and make. make Kirk Cousins make bad decisions by making him think that they are rolling to a coverage they're not. And for those who are a little bit light on the football lingo, what that means is the Cowboys are going to disguise their coverages. They're going to look like they're in a flat coverage, which means that when you look at the screen uh, on Sunday night, they should all look like they're on the same level. And then when the ball snaps, they'll roll to whatever coverage they're playing, and they've got to make Kirk Cousins believe that they are, you know, playing a cover two or or a man coverage when they're not, and him try to throw it into gaps that he shouldn't. Um, the only way to do that though is to make Kirk's cousins play behind the chains. And we've talked about the importance of that with the Cowboys' offense. It's certainly the same uh, with the way that we deal with the Minnesota's offense. Minnesota is much better when they can play action and throw the ball deep to Stephon Diggs, and so. Number one, you got to take away the run threat so that the Cowboys are not biting up on everything. And that means being a sure tackler, uh, you know, from the secondary, from the linebacker positions. Uh, and hopefully, like you said, Leighton Vanderish being a part of that uh, as far as being in the roster, uh, you know, or the active roster for the game. But the, the secondary has to do a great job of continuing what they've done recently, which is knocking balls down the air, uh, playing receivers and playing through their hands. And when they have the opportunity to hit, the, the Vikings, they have got to hit them in force fumbles. The Vikings have not done a good job all year necessarily about you know uh, win-loss as far as uh, turnover ratio uh, when they've lost games just because they've coughed it up three or four times. And the Cowboys need to continue to make turnovers happen. Um, and a lot of that's going to be the secondary, um, like I said, closing out gaps, making Kirk Cousins make bad decisions, and, and you know picking one off or picking two off. Uh, and, and you know, making uh, the the chances for the the Minnesota offense to be much more limited, uh, particularly towards the end of the game. So, uh, you know, if those guys can do that, and, and again, if you know they have to play with with an inexper- inexperienced group of of safeties, they've got the corners have got to step up, and they've got to take away the those number one receivers. Uh, this week will be Stephon Diggs. Um, You know, they've got to take that guy away so that they've got to throw underneath and and we can rally and tackle um, and get, you know, the Minnesota offense off the field. Because ultimately, going back to the point that we've talked about this entire show, the Cowboys will be successful if they can keep the ball, keep it out of Kirk Cousins' hands and keep Minnesota from making big plays in the pass game.
0: Yeah, you know, and I want to compound on this. Stopping the run is so important in this because it does put pressure on Kirk Cousins, and in the past, pressure and Kirk Cousins have usually not gotten along. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I'll say this much: everybody wants to talk about the sparkling QBR or uh, quarterback rating he's got right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna press pause on that for you guys, because that you know this has been a tale of two seasons for Kirk Cousins. The first month of the season, Kirk, it was the Kirk Cousins, it was the bad Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was the reason this team was not, you know, toward the top of the NFL. And we heard Philadelphia Eagles linebacker Zach Brown come out and say it. He is the reason they're losing football games. Well, that kind of sparked Kirk Cousins. And for the next four games, he was the lights out, he was on fire. You know, now this last game, it was a little so so. But the bottom line is, you know, we've seen two different Kirk Cousins. If the Dallas Cowboys will come out, though, and they will put him in third and long situations by stopping the run early, then I promise you, Kirk Cousins will put the ball in the air at times where a Dallas Cowboy can get his hands on it. And the, the cowboy I'm looking at is Mr. Xavier Woods, who suddenly the last few weeks has been creating turnovers. Xavier Woods you know I talked about Harrison uh, Smith being the 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 guy that like they like to kind of play that predator role with they like to let him roam they like to let him try and sucker quarterbacks into decisions and things like that Xavier Woods is kind of that for us in most situations coach Ty is talking about us disguising coverages and things like that. You know, Xavier Woods is usually the the beneficiary of that because he's the one that we are hoping to jump a route. A lot of times when, you know, when 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 that's going on, Xavier Woods is the one that's got the green light to be aggressive because he doesn't have anybody necessarily in coverage because he's the deep guy. He's the single high guy, whether we're in man or zone, you know, he's the one they like to to give that green light to be aggressive with. You know, and, and I'll say this much, Xavier Woods, Kirk Cousins will give you an opportunity or two. I want to see Mr. Woods step up and take advantage of it because if he does, then you know what? That is a damn good sign for this Dallas Cowboys defense if Xavier Woods is finally living up to what we're hoping he is. Oh, by the way, Demarcus Lawrence, Robert Quinn, Michael Bennett, Durant Armstrong, Kerry Hyder. this is going to be a week where you can get pressure off the edge on this quarterback. This is going to be a week where you can force him into a throw that he isn't necessarily qualified to make or doesn't want to make, but just does it because that's what Kirk Cousins sometimes does. Sometimes he doesn't want to throw a football, but for some reason his right arm does it. Hey, this can be a big week for us. The Minnesota Vikings are a very Jekyll and Hyde team. And you know what? Based on what we do, and and really, I I think it comes down to this. On both sides of the football, run the football well, stop the run well. And I guarantee you, we are going to see the bad side of Minnesota. If we struggle in that area and they get us on our heels, then they could very well turn it on us. But, you know, that's going to be the key for this Dallas Cowboys uh, team this week. Coach Ty, let's go ahead and close it out, sir. Um... Who's your prediction? Who do you have winning this game, and what do you have the score being?
1: This is going to be a close one. Um, I think that you're going to see two teams that are, are, you know, I believe are going to understand the importance of this game and want to take advantage of uh, the situation. I, I think the numbers really do roll the Cowboys' favor, though. Minnesota's had a hard time on the road, particularly in games that are Sunday night or Monday night. Um, they do. They don't do as great of a job on the road as far as defense and giving up points, particularly, and really rushing yards too. Um, and I think that Dak Prescott is really finding something. Um, I think the Cowboys' defense is going to make it difficult on Kirk Cousins to be a a one and I say a one-trick pony. Um, I think that he's going to have to spread the ball out to really get that offense going and they're really going to have to run the ball against the, the Cowboys to have success, and I don't know that that offensive line that Minnesota has can, can really make that happen efficiently enough for, for them to beat the Cowboys. I think, I think Ziegeli is going to have the best game that he's had all year long. I really believe that. That front four is really good, but I think the Cowboys' offensive line is going to take it as a challenge, and then when he gets to that second level, I think that he's going to really make it difficult for the Minnesota Vikings to tackle him. Um, I think it's a close one, though, and I'm going to say 27-20 Dallas.
0: Okay, okay. You're very close to what I've got. Um, Coach Ty, I'll tell you what I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see a familiar storyline that we've seen from our Dallas Cowboys often. I think we are going to move the ball well. However, I think we're going to see an occasional mistake, an occasional penalty, an occasional dropped pass, an occasional miscommunication you know that 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 sets us back and keeps us from scoring at a high level i think we're going to put up the yards to look back and say, wow, you put up that many yards and they only put up this much, you guys should have blown them out. And we're going to look back and say, yeah, but look at this area, this area, and this area. Look at penalties. Look at you know maybe a turnover or two. And I think that the Cowboys are going to find themselves in a very close game with Minnesota like you did. Matter of fact, I think we're going to find the Cowboys having to come back and win this one in the fourth quarter. However, I think what Dak Prescott thrives on and what Kirk Cousins doesn't, is pressure. I think when 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 the tough get going, usually Dak gets playing well and Kirk Cousin gets to fold. So that's what I've got happening. I've got the Dallas Cowboys putting a last minute drive together to go ahead and win this one. Matter of fact, I think Dak Prescott runs it in himself to give us the game winning touchdown. I'm going Dallas Cowboys twenty four twenty. And cowboy fans, we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for listening today, and be sure and join us next time when we discuss this uh, Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, like I said, I think this is going to be a game where uh, where the Cowboys do some things well, and and we still see some occasional missteps, like we have most of the time this year. However, I do think they're coming out on top. Coach Ty does as well. Hopefully, you know we're uh, we're getting to to discuss a, a Cowboys victory here this weekend. Um, and be sure and uh, check us out over at pigskinnut.com, the soon-to-be-undisputed king of football news and podcast, where you can find everything we do on the Dallas Cowboys. If you want quality football analysis with independent opinions from people who understand and know this game, head over to pigskinnut.com, pigskinnut, for those crazy about football. Also, if you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe to our show. We are available on a variety of platforms, including in the Apple and Google podcast stores, as well as on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Click the subscribe button, and they'll notify you every time we put out an episode. And guys, I can't stress it enough. Be sure and search us out on social media. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of our opinions. Let us know what you think of our predictions. You can find us on uh, Twitter at, at Big D Beatdown. You can find us over on Facebook. Search Big D Beatdown. Thanks for joining us today, guys. For Coach Ty Rogers, I'm Austin Smith. Have a good one, Cowboy fans.